coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We found out that my great-great-grandfather, great-great-grandmother were one of the first business owners on the 600 block. Crazy. Um, no way. And it's, Seriously? Yeah, wow. And it, I started a company called Food Now. It was myself. Um, I was in my grandfather's Buick LeSabre. That was my car. I was living at home in my childhood bedroom at my mom's house. <laughs> you know, it was... Uh, he was like, hey, well, would you want to get back into restaurants? And I was like, well, uh, only if it's fast casual and only if it's with you. And so he was like, cool. well, great, because that's what I have in mind, too. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts. Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and new episodes will automatically download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured interview is with Tanner Lobel and Eric Bialik from Pacific Counter. We talked to Tanner and Eric about their past experience in the restaurant and food business and how this time is quite different for both of them. And we find out that Tanner's family has been in St. Pete for 100 years. We have, have a great, great show, show, so, so stick, stick around. around. I must admit, when Booyah Ramen opened nearly two and a half years ago, I wasn't really all that excited. I really couldn't understand how a restaurant could survive serving just ramen. Boy, was I ever wrong. Of course, all I really knew about ramen was the packaged grocery store noodles that I ate on for really cheap in college. I did not understand that ramen is really a thing, a big thing. Kevin is the lover of all things soup in our household, and he was determined to introduce me. I'm so thankful he did. The broth has a complexity that you can't understand until you try it. It has to cook for hours and hours and for some nearly 24 hours to obtain all of the complex layers. But Booyah isn't just about ramen. It is a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with housecrafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Buya is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Buya? Okay, so this is our special once-a-month episode where Abby cooks for us, and we have a recipe on the website to go with it. And today she, I don't know if if you did something wrong and you're just trying to butter me up, because we had tacos. (laughs) Kevin loves tacos. Who doesn't love tacos, especially in the morning? I'm actually not a big taco fan. Really? At all. I could could take them or leave them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? That's kind of how I am, too. If all the different genres of food 
Mexican's usually going to be towards the bottom of my list. I love Mexican <laughs> food. I just, tacos mm-hmm. are, to me, I don't understand the whole craze. Yeah. Mexican <laughs> I know. and tacos I could eat every day. Yeah. I know. There are, there's, I'm in the, I'm in the minority. I think so. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely in the majority. <laughs> right. Yeah. Minority. Yep. Yeah. So, the tacos were excellent. They were. And if you didn't tell me, I would not have known that it was vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. I also liked the tortillas that they, they were the smallest tortillas I've ever seen. They were. And that's not a problem because I could pick it up with one hand and with large bites, you know, like large, like guy bites, not human bites. <laughs> I could Kevin fit, bites. Yeah, Kevin yeah bites. I could do it. I could do it in three bites. When he tells me he wants a bite of something, it's usually half It's like, yeah, yeah, there goes half of it. <laughs> and that's why I love them too. They're very manageable. You know, you have a few bites, and you can eat like four or five of them and not really feel that guilty. And those were corn tortillas, were they not? Uh, or were they flour? I think they were flour. Were they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they had a texture that was similar to the similar to the corn, corn. tortillas. A little. They were they were not as like floury soft. Because mm-hmm. I was going to comment that That's, I couldn't believe I liked them. Right. Because <laughs> I hate corn tortillas. I'm not usually a fan either. That's typically why I go to the flour. Mike likes corn, so I'll buy them occasionally, but yeah, yeah, and those, I found them. That's the first time I'd ever seen them. They were at Fresh Market. Okay. And that's the only place, like I said, I haven't seen them at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or anywhere else like that, so super teeny tiny Mm -hmm. baby tacos, Fresh Market. Yeah, I like those a lot better. And we should probably mention that they were chorizo tacos. Chorizo tacos, Mm -hmm. yes. Delicious. Yep. And then the, the cashew queso, for the cheese, as Kevin mentioned, it was vegan, mm-hmm. so it has a cashew base. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's some nutritional yeast in there, peppers, onions, various vegetables and seasonings. And we love it. I mean, it would fool most, you know, a lot of people that, you know, that it isn't actually cheese. Right. And we love all Siete foods. They have all kinds of fun vegan stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it's cheese in quotes. Yeah, exactly. And that's great. So, like, this recipe is very adaptable for People, you know, for anyone who's right. vegan or a vegetarian and doesn't want meat, you know, you do your tofu or your jackfruit or, right. you know, and then use the salsa that was on it as well as that queso and you have a very similar product. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, and there's all kinds of variations you could do, obviously. Very. Also, I just thought that they would probably be good for parties as well. Right. Yes. Right. Because of the smaller size uh, tortillas that you use. Yes. Like little, you know, appetizer size. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't like real messy either. Mm-mm. And that's, I think, another reason why I was attracted to them because right. you get a big taco and you take a few bites and you got stuff running down Everywhere. your hands <laughs> and you want to take a drink, but you can't set your taco down because everything's going to be messed <laughs> up. And, right. And it's a process. I think that's probably part of the reason I really don't like tacos. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Ironically, I'm super OCD, but I love tacos and like, and also like buffalo wings are real messy. And, and burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime but, you get something that's real messy, this is what he does. He holds it all up and he just shoves it all in his mouth as fast as yep. he can and then runs to the bathroom. Yeah. To yes. Get, to get rid of the mess as fast as possible. <laughs> and here with these tacos, you don't have to do that. Right. right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> right. I didn't even have to wash my hands. Nope. Exactly. I didn't either. And I'm touching the computer and the soundboard and everything. <laughs> Mr. OCD. Yeah. So the recipe, uh, do we have some ingredients and a method we want to yes. discuss? Super easy. So the, the main part is browning the chorizo. And I got actually the chorizo links and I just cut open the casing and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, saute. I think we did two of those fed the four of us each two tacos. Nice. So yeah, saute that up. You know, it doesn't really need any seasoning or anything in mm-hmm. a cast iron skillet. And then while that's browning, you just have your salsa, which is, I use tomato, 
and then I'm a radish lover. Love radishes. Mm-hmm. So there's two different kinds of radishes in there, purple daikon and the watermelon radishes. And those add like a nice peppery bite and then just lime juice mm-hmm. and salt. And I left the cilantro out because Lori does not like Thank cilantro. You. So we left that on the side. And then, of course, the cashew queso. And then, then on the bottom layer is an avocado crema. So that's just half of an avocado, um, about half of a cup of plain Greek yogurt mm-hmm. and lemon juice, salt, blend that in a food processor. And that's it. Nice. Yeah, very nice. So we have some lemon and some lime. Yeah. And then we squeezed lime on top. Yes. You served it with yes. So delicious. It had great tartness and good flavors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So here we are with this month's recipe for chorizo tacos. It'll be on the actual recipe with details and photos and all that will be on stpetersburgfoodies.com in the recipe section, of course, right at the top. And thank you, Abby, again for feeding us and yes, coming up with an you. awesome recipe. Of course. Thank you. Until next month. Yes. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Have you checked out the new seafood place on Beach Drive yet? You know, Altomari Fish Bar? It's not the standard type of seafood place around here. They fly in fresh stuff from all over the world, and it's not a Florida-themed joint. It's an elegant, European-inspired menu, but it's not pretentious or overpriced. Here's what some Yelpers had to say. The food was outstanding. The service was excellent. We went the small plates route sharing four. Light, fresh, sweet, sour, and savory touches balancing nicely on each plate. Every dish was splendid. We'll go back for sure. My group especially liked the crab arancini and scallops with corn salsa. However, I do not eat seafood. There were plenty of options for me. The lemon chicken was very good and the cheese filo underneath was to die for. Salt and vinegar french fries are my new favorite fry. They come with the lobster roll, which my friend really enjoyed as there was light mayo and big lobster chunks. Another one says, We opted to share several small plates rather than getting full entrees. A dozen raw West Coast, great. Marrow topped with tuna tartare, great. Cobia collar, great. Beef carpaccio, great. And octopus, great. I guess everything was great. The recommended wine was good and paired well with seafood. The flavors were delicious and the service was prompt. Check out Altomari Fish Bar at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They are open every day at 4 p.m. Thanks for tuning in to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby. My co-host, as usual, is Lori Brown. And our guests today are from Pacific Counter, a locally owned, fairly new, fast casual poke bowl and sushi burrito eatery on the burgeoning 600 block of Central Avenue here in downtown St. Pete. We have two of the three owners with us. Please welcome Tanner Lobel and Eric Bialek. Did I say that right? Close enough, yeah. How welcome. Do you, how do you say it? Uh, Bialek. Bialek. That's what I said, Eric Bialek. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And Chef Talk uh, had a little injury, uh, so he is not making this one. He was supposed to be here today, but we miss him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you guys all do. Yes, you, so, you guys have, serviceable. So you guys opened September 2018. We did. And, and, and Tanner, your wife, had a baby the same week. Two days before opening. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so it, I said, I wish our anniversary fell on the same day, too, because it would, like, <laughs> right. I'd remember yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try, try for that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Try, try to time that out on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, next opening. There you go. So you didn't have to do this, and we didn't expect it, but you brought us some goodies. Mm-hmm. But we do appreciate it. Good. Yeah. Yes. So, so what do we have here? We have a little uh, little spread here for you for you guys to make your own 
build your own bowls, if you nice. will. We have awesome. a few different bases here. We have our sweet potato noodles, sweet potato starch noodles, and our sushi rice with a few different few different proteins. Kevin, I know you like the Ring of Fire, so we brought I, some spicy tuna. I do. Um, some uh, some of our regular salmon from Skuna Bay. And then we have some of our um, Ika Sansai, our calamari. And then we have a few different toppings for you guys. So everything from kimchi to edamame and a lot in between. So you guys will have some fun making your own bowls. And we brought four different sauces for you too. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we're going to uh, talk more about the food uh, in a bit. But let's uh, also get to know you guys first. Sure that's okay with you mm-hmm. so T- tanner you are a local st pete native i am and you have been kind of in the restaurant business or food delivery business mm-hmm. the realm the realm so uh for the listeners that don't know tell them yeah so um in 2011 first my family has been over 100 years here in st pete I actually found something really cool out recently uh my mom and aunts are really into the ancestry.com recently and the historical society everything else and we found out that my great great grandfather great great grandmother were one of the first business owners on the 600 block crazy um, no way and it's seriously yeah wow. and it's um uh, 658 central so directly across the street where the saint pete shirt company is right now right my great great grandfather uh william wallace bailey was selling it was a soda and you sold sodas and my great-great-grandmother's wow. pies so we <laughs> found some stuff too food and, wow. drink. and it was we stumbled across it just by finding an old photo that was taken out of an attic somewhere and on the back of it it said you know william wallace bailey 1918 between central avenue between 600 the 600 block and seven seven street so wow. pretty neat to find that that was literally working across the street from a hundred years ago where my family was working. So right. been in the area a long time. And as you guys know, being tapped in, in 2011, um, I had noticed, you know, we had 50 new restaurants here in St. Pete. And for people who have been there their whole lives, that was incredible to see all these restaurants. Yeah. Yet there was nothing connecting the diners to there, to the restaurants. I thought from being in New York, Orlando, these guys have delivery programs. We didn't have anything like that here. So I started a company called Food Now. It was myself. Um, I was in my grandfather's Buick LeSabre. That was my car. I was living at home in my childhood bedroom at my mom's house. (laughs) You know, it was, uh, I thought all the jobs were going to come to me and they just didn't after college. So Mm -hmm. um, I was working a desk job at the time, but Decided to try this out and sold it. You know, this is five years before Uber Eats came about, mm-hmm. years before a Bite Squad came about, anything like that. And it was it was tough to train the restaurants or, or share my vision. And I was kind of creating the vision at the time. And we operated that business um, successfully till uh, 2017 when it was acquired by Bite Squad. And, and I was one of your first customers. You were, yeah. <laughs> you remember, I would pull up, run up the stairs, yep. sweating, deliver to you. So at that time, it was crazy. I had a... So I didn't realize I was, whenever I was calling, I was calling you at your mother's. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes funny. it started, my mom worked dispatch for me. So funny. she was on the couch at home. And <laughs> I, had a, I had a flip phone, so it would go with me anywhere, you mm-hmm. know, and I had a little wireless internet that plugged into my computer. So... Most of the time, I'd be sitting in a parking lot somewhere mm-hmm. waiting for an order to come in. <laughs> and then in between that, I was just visiting restaurants, trying to partner them with the program, you know, and mm-hmm. 
Um, at the end of it, you know, we had over 300 partners um, throughout St. Pete, Clearwater, Tampa, Fort Myers, Bonita Springs. So, um, right, because you started out as 727 Food. Now, then you did. then you dropped the 727 because you got so big. Yeah, yeah. So the real reason was I wanted FoodNow.com, and it was owned by somebody in Korea, and they, it was never used as a site. And I paid countless services, did different things, even had a mutual friend who lived in Seoul um, try to link up and go to this address that was listed online as the owner. Hey, what can I do? I'm When we were starting to get bigger and I wanted to grow, mm-hmm. I, I'll pay good money for this website that's never been used. It would, it would auto-renew every year oh, at the man. date I thought I was going to get it. I would, well, that was like my Christmas waiting for that that night every year, you know, and right. thinking I'm going to buy foodnow.com. <laughs> that was so frustrating. So when, when they started to come out with the different domains, um, one of them was .delivery. Mm-hmm. So oh, I cool. went to the foodnow.delivery, and that's kind of what we ran with until Bite Squad decided to go with their name instead of mine. So, <laughs> um, But everything's worked out good since then, and yeah. Then I, uh, you know, thought about what to do and something else I wanted, just like I wanted delivery. I wanted a, a different take on sushi and I wanted the bowls and I wanted the burritos. And the only place I could get it was driving out to Largo Mall. And I was not mm-hmm. not liking that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. When you sold Bite Squad, you, you told us, I got something in the works. Right. But it's a secret right, right now. Yeah. Now, you were still involved with Bite Squad at the beginning. Are you still involved with them now? I'm not, not, okay. a, not an active role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I worked, helped bite squad expand throughout Florida. We opened in 17 States. So it was traveling all over the place, you know, getting these new markets set up, basically staying at motels one month at a time and mm-hmm. helping them grow really fast. And, um, you know, actually lesser known news is in January bite squad, actually sold to a public company so yeah so that's uh changed hands again so Mm -hmm. um but that was the goal and they're keeping it as bite squad though so um for the time being yeah so it's two different brands and they are both running independently right now in the markets that they're there wasn't a lot of overlap in the markets Mm -hmm. so they're going to run them as that and then when new markets open i think they're going on a case-by-case basis with that interesting yeah so eric you yes. have a lot of experience in the restaurant business as well. And from reading the article that we wrote on you guys last year, <laughs> I recall that uh, you were kind of at one, you got to the point where you were done. Correct. And it's like kind of like the Godfather. It's like, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Precisely. So um, at college at UCF where I met Tanner, um, we all had hospitality gigs at the time. And then I helped operate a restaurant called Lazy Moon Pizza known for big 30-inch pies, and back in 2006... 30 inches, that's 30 huge, inches. huge pies. Yeah, yeah, so tossing those things, uh, we were just joking <laughs> the other day, that was a fun experience. Um, but also we had over 100 different craft beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2006, at a college university, that was kind of... That's crazy, yeah. Fa- fairly new at the mm-hmm. time. Um, so my affinity and love for um, the culinary experience and just the culinary offerings and the variety of offerings kind of started there. Um, when I left college, I worked for the Adidas company for three years, and three years and nearly 200,000 miles in my car later, I was like, I'm done with this, and so what do you do? You jump right back into restaurants. <laughs> right. um, so I had an opportunity here in Tampa, um, Tampa over on, across the bridge in Tampa, 
to work at Ciro Speakeasy and Supper Club. Mm-hmm. So again, my affinity for the spirits and the alcohol kind of was rejuvenated then. Less beer, now more spirits. Um, three months after working there, I became the general manager there for about a year. And then I went over to another restaurant called Grill 116. Um, there I had the pleasure of working with some very experienced operators, some which have now become very good friends of mine. Um, was there for about three and a half years. Toward the end of my career there, I got married. And we had, my wife and I would go back and forth with conversations about, is this really what we want to do? And, you know, so had the conversation with my bosses at the time. And I said, listen, there's a fork in the road and I'm just going to take it. So we, I left the restaurant about two weeks before my wedding (laughs) to start planning the wedding, have some involvement with the planning of the wedding. And we um, got married and then took about two years off. Um, right about that two years mark, I did some consulting for some restaurants and just some menu development during those two years. But we actually sat down to dinner with Tanner and his wife and a few other mutual friends of ours. And I believe it was like a few few weeks after Food Now, perhaps, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tanner. I think it was right around there. I don't remember that far. Yeah. <laughs> So he was like, hey, w- would you want to get back into restaurants? And I was like, well, uh, only if it's fast casual and only if it's with you. And so he was like, cool. well, great, because that's what I have in mind, too. Good so, answer. Yeah. So um, that was about a little over two years ago now to the day. And that's when we first started. That's when Tanner and then he was like, I want you to meet somebody. And that was talk. And he kind of brought us together. And that's what kind of was the first seed. And then it's grown to where we are today. So. Um, that's, that's kind of the, the short answer to where I've gotten here over mm-hmm. the last eight years. Yeah. And you have a great location, as we mentioned before, right on the uh, 600 block of Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And we're going to take a quick break and come back and get into some details of the, all the yumminess going on around there. Beautiful. We'll be right back. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. So we all know that Anada, restaurant and wine bar that is, has fantastic food, specials, cheese and charcuterie, and we've talked about that and could go on all day long. But did you know that they have a fantastic happy hour every single day, not just Monday through Friday, but every day that they're open from 4 to 6 p.m., they have $3 beer, $3 select white and red wines. And then they also run other specials um, on Tuesday all day. It's half off of salads, half off of pastas, and half off of flatbreads. And on Sunday Funday, from open till closed, it's half off wine bottles under $100. They have music nights on Monday and Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. And they have fantastic wine, so you, and they're at, almost always at great price points. But they do have, 
If you'd like to bring your own bottle, you can for a corkage fee of $25 per bottle, as long as they do not sell that same vintage. So if you have a particular special wine that you have been saving for a special occasion, probably at a higher price point because it would be silly to pay $25, this would be a good time to use that. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is open at 4 p.m. every day. They are located at 300 Beach Drive in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg. You really must go to Anata. We are back with the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast with Tanner Lobel and Eric B. Alec. B. Alec from Pacific Counter. And you guys are West Coast inspired. It's fast Correct. casual. You get a lot of stuff from Brick Street Farms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whenever you can. And we also know about the Schooner Bay, Vancouver salmon. And yes. a lot of that was acquired by, uh, by Chit, right? Or by... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Talk. Yeah, I think talk. it goes by Chit or talk. talk. It depends. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Chef Talk. Let's do a quick, yeah. quick one yeah. with, on so, uh, his background since he missed out today. Because I know he was very proud of the salmon. Oh, he yeah. described that to us in, yeah. in detail. So Chef Talk, he's... I met chef talk uh back in 2011 he was actually one of my first uh, sushi partners with food now Mm -hmm. and he was operating a restaurant called sushi rock grill which Uh recently natalie's just opened up in that space it had been a couple things since uh since he left Oh, um, so that's the space, Natalia. That is the space I now. I got it. And Sushi Rock, I heard, just is reopening Yeah, so else. it's actually the original owners, mm-hmm. not the ones that Chef uh, worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original people that owned it mm-hmm. actually reached out to Chef Talk and met with him and said, oh, we're thinking about getting back into it. And cool. So they are taking over. They're down in Tierra Verde. Um, so we've got to go check them out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Say hello to them. But yeah, Chef Talk... First and foremost, has always been a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I've learned more about him, obviously, since then. But working with him, I had a great rapport. And over the years, we had always kind of had text communications, even when I had food now. Hey, we need to do a sushi joint downtown, you know, and view mm-hmm. it opened, you know, and, the, and, and, and closed. And mm-hmm. we wanted to do something that was higher end, you know, a cool, almost like a Nobu style down here mm-hmm. um, over the years. And then when I thought of this it wasn't called pacific counter at the time i just wanted to do a fast casual build your own style sushi i thought of the two people my one and two who i wanted on my team and you know i didn't want to be the one youtubing how to make sushi how to cut fish (laughs) how to do this you know good move i knew i needed a chef right uh so first came to mind was talk you know and then as far as somebody who has culinary and especially with the beverage program uh, but mainly you know the front of house the operation side and the understanding of a PL. I thought of Eric um, you know I always thought of him as anytime you read somebody's reviews and the general manager is mentioned more than the food or, or the whole experience then you know it's a special guy and mm-hmm. I wanted him on our team but with Chef Talk he's a master chef you know trained under uh, a Japanese chef mm-hmm. uh, and what's funny is he's left-handed, and they don't let you cut fish left-handed if oh, you, wow. you want to be. I a, remember him telling us yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so it's a very strict and different. You know, he'll wow. he'll be the guy that says, "Back in my day, because of the way we <laughs> the way we train our team, which is awesome, a, a excellent team we have, but totally different from the way he was brought up in the sushi industry. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of, as I mentioned, Sushi Rock Grill." Where he really got honed in on what he wanted to be as a chef was when he opened Roy's um, Mm -hmm. in Tampa Mm -hmm. with Chef Roy Yamaguchi. Mm -hmm. Chef Roy runs a very tight kitchen, very, very clean, Clean. very strict. 
you know, everything is by the books there. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I really love about talk is he's, he's a great guy and very humble as a chef, which is, which is is. awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Jack of all trades, but yeah, he, um, he's an integral part of our team. And I think the three of us together, there's not two cooks in the kitchen as as they would say, Mm -hmm. you know, which sometimes I see happen with partnerships. Right. Mm -hmm. We all bring something totally different. They don't even want me touching the food. They don't want me. Stay away. They don't want me doing anything like that, you Mm -hmm. know, but uh, on the back, at the back end and, you know, with the customers, with the guests, that's kind of where, where I come in. But Mm -hmm. luckily all of us can jump around, but you know, we love, we love talk and we hope he's feeling a little better this morning. (laughs) Yes. So you guys do uh, build your own bowls or burritos, mm-hmm. which you can build it the way you want it with one base, two proteins, five mix and toppings, and a sauce. And there's seven choices on those. Or eight. eight. Oh, there's eight. eight. Is there a new one or did I just miss one? Mm-hmm. Eight's maybe soon to be okay. nine too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say nine coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you can choose if you don't want to, if you just want to like order something off the menu, there are, uh, is it 10 now? 10 counter, 10 counter creations, counter creations which are standard menu items. They're already invented. Correct. So mm-hmm. if you just want to do that, you can as well. Re- recommended routes. Yeah. Right. And exactly. you can always deviate from those. You know, one of the reasons we wanted to have that on the menu, we went to some of these build your owns and I would sit there and look at the menu and go, uh, I don't really don't know. know where right. to start and what to do and if mm-hmm. these two things go together. So we all, right. overwhelmingly most popular item in our restaurant is to build your own, but there are people who have only ordered the counter creations every time. That, right. that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I get overwhelmed at stuff yep. like that. Right. Yeah. So it's good. I mean, uh, some people like to do it one way and some people like to do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have uh, Dole Whips. Frosty Kieran. Mm-hmm. Let's, I don't know if everybody knows. I don't know. Actually, everybody might not know what a Dole Whip is either. Uh, so, for the people that don't know. Sure. Uh, Dole Whip is something that we're getting. Um, our our resource team is getting it straight from the Dole Plantation in Hawaii. It's awesome. a frozen um, dessert. It is gluten-free, uh, trans-fat-free, cholesterol-free, dairy-free. 100% vegan, 100% certified kosher. Uh, we wanted to have a dessert that could everybody could eat that was somewhat guiltless, but <laughs> definitely not pleasureless at the same right. time. So right. uh, we do it in a cup form. We do it. We, we had such good feedback on it um, that we implemented a pint, and then we also do a Dole Whip float as well. And then here very soon we're going to be implementing Dole Whip with some of our um, canned alcohol beverages as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. And, and my understanding is that you can't find them everywhere. Like you can find them at Disney. You can find them at Disney. Maybe one other place in downtown St. Pete. Yeah, I know that um, uh, over at Beans, Beans and Barler. Right. They have a yeah. great program there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stories Story's doing a great job and with all of their is, stuff. Yeah. And, and they have, the Dole Whips have a big fan base, it seems. Because when when we first mentioned it, I think in this, uh, in the foodies group or whatever people go crazy they're yes. like oh my god dole whips it's cult like it's <laughs> yeah. cult like you yeah. know and mm-hmm. disney's done that pretty much they've created that so laurie will have a dole whip i'll have a frosty kieran yeah there you go so how, how do you <laughs> why that's can't a, i have a kieran okay or a sake slush there there you go. Go. Oh, oh, nice. sake slush is definitely um the most popular the frosty kieran is very cool at the time we got that there was only i think 20 26 machines in the country mm-hmm. so um it was pretty cool to get that. Some mm-hmm. people are a little, they say, oh, frozen beer. I just want a whole cup of frozen beer. And that's <laughs> not the concept here. No. The, the actual reason that this is, they say on a hot day, you mm-hmm. know, you pour that and it'll actually 
because it insulates it, it'll keep your beer cold for up to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really hang around people who take 45 minutes to drink a beer. <laughs> right. But, hey, I guess if you... Uh, it's like having uh, ice in your hot coffee for three days in a Yeti. You know, yeah. what are right. you doing with that? But, uh, yeah, so the frozen beer, the, the sake slush is, that's where it's at. We use Eric's. That goes back to Eric's uh, history as a sommelier and mm-hmm. his craft cocktails. He's all natural ingredients in that thing, and uh, they're delicious. Mm. We had some fun doing those, too. Awesome. So I just want to mention uh, some of the items just so people can get a maybe better picture if they haven't yet been. and need a better reason to make sure they go check you guys out. So when you are building your bowl or your sushi burrito, or even getting a counter creation, some of the items, there's tuna, spicy tuna, crab, tempura shrimp. You can do chicken if you don't want to do Mm -hmm. seafood. Salmon, spicy salmon, calamari, tofu, and spicy tofu. Mm -hmm. Those are proteins. Some of the mixes and tops, avocado, seaweed salad, shishito peppers, cucumber, kale, edamame, Jalapeno, yes, mm. thank you. Kimchi. Kim, house-made kimchi. kimchi. House-made kimchi, that's awesome. We're going to have some of that later. There's a whole bunch of other things as well, but Pacific Counter, it's it's fresh. It's the highest quality. It and, is. and it's yeah. reasonable. The one other thing you forgot to mention is that everything's $12, as Correct. long as you keep it within the, the realm of the yeah. one base. Yeah. and yeah. We have yeah. guests. That's, that's one of the things, you know, we took things we liked and things we didn't really like from these different concepts ahead of us. And one of them was, oh, yeah, nice. It's only eight ninety nine for a bowl here. Yet I want to add avocado. Mm-hmm. I want to add, I want to have steak in mine or I want to have tuna in mine. I want to have this. And I'm at 17 bucks. So we have guests that order. There's one guest that orders all five mix and toppings is avocado. Mm-hmm. Their bowl is their bowl is twelve dollars. Right. You know, you go somewhere else, it's going to be a twenty five dollar bowl. So right. Um, as long as the the borders don't get shut down, I think we'll be. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's a good draw for us there, you know. Yeah. So yeah, totally. And you guys are open for lunch and dinner, yes. Lunch and yes. dinner, midnight on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, nice. So we were expecting talk, and we usually do a lightning round with chefs. And I made a special one mm. for him with different unique questions we haven't asked anybody yet. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Kind of based on his background as a sushi chef and Japanese cooking. And it's only six questions. So which one of you guys wants to be the brave one? Eric's very brave. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty brave. I will, uh, I'll employ Tanner as needed, though. Yeah. So, so you can try to answer like talk. Yes. yes. <laughs> Nigiri or maki? Nigiri. Poke bowl or sushi burrito? Poke bowl. Japanese food or Hawaiian? Oof. <laughs> Finally, I got a tough one. Oh, man. I'm going <laughs> to... For the nature of what we're doing and, and the concept, I'm going to say Hawaiian, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sesame oil or peanut oil? Sesame. Eel sauce or ponzu? Ponzu. Shiracha or chili oil? Chili oil. Okay. Good Good job. Yeah. 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 Talk. I feel like I channeled him pretty well just yeah. now. You I, don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. With So Eric's been eating a lot of Spam Musubi recently. Mm. Nice. So I don't know how he even, you know, contemplated that. Japanese versus Hawaiian because we offer that down at the stadium, the Spam Musubi. And oh, right. What is this? We need to make sure, yeah, we almost forgot to mention that, that you guys are at the Tropicana right, for Rays games. Yep, for the 2019 season where just, it's awesome. As we mentioned, you know, Talk and I have grown up in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. He came here at seven years old and hasn't left uh, from Laos. And 
Eric is a he's a Padres fan, so keeping with the San Diego, California. There's a raise in the name. Padres, like there's rays right? in the name. So, um, that's that's his, a stretch. Yeah, it's his AL team. It's his AL team. So, you know, being asked to be vendors in the trap was just a dream come true for me. Restaurant on Central Avenue, mm-hmm. dream come true. Serve at the trap, take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been really awesome. But yeah, if Eric wants to touch, they they tasked us with creating some maybe less healthy or mm-hmm. more ballpark-esque <laughs> Right, food. totally, yeah, totally, yeah. So, yeah. Eric, what did we add that's only available at the Trop currently? Sure, so we, uh, there's two items that are exclusive at the Trop, food items that are exclusive mm-hmm. at the Trop. One is, um, is our, they wanted to task us with doing a hot dog. Hot dog's still the number one seller at all ballparks, right, at all course. stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to give us the opportunity. They go, you don't have to, but you can use the opportunity, and we think they would benefit you. So we made a Hawaiian relish, which consists of cucumbers, red peppers, green peppers, red onions, uh, mango, and tomato. It's all kind of fermenting in our little um, house-made sushi vinegar that Doc wow. makes. It's a homemade recipe of his. And we just put that right on top of the all-beef dog with a little bit of our house-made chili oil some sesame seeds, all nestled in a nice, beautiful potato bun. Very simple, wow. very beautiful, and the feedback has been, we didn't think, we, we've been selling out every single game. For me, that's a reason to go to a raised game yes. right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and then the second thing, which is my personal favorite, um, I my wife is Filipino, so spam has been a household item of nice. much of our cuisine mm-hmm. over the last better part of five, six years of my life. So um, it, we, it was when I was growing up. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we wanted yeah. to do a spam musubi. Um, musubi is uh, it's like a Hawaiian comfort food. Um, so we'll take the spam, or we'll cut it in nice slices. We have talk made this nice mold for the rice. It's our sushi rice, um, which our sushi rice alone takes about two and a half hours to make each batch. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So it's um, sitting on a bed of our sushi rice with a little furukake, which is like a Hawaiian or Pacific Islander rice seasoning, with our fried spam going right on top, wrapped in our nori wrap. We put it right in. It's just a nice Hawaiian comfort food. It's it's like um, a Hawaiian fried bologna sandwich. It's delicious. <laughs> People, it, again, that's one of those items that we we you know we were a little we didn't know what to expect from it, and we sell out every single game. So it's like a burrito type. Um, kind of okay. more like more like a sandwich. Imagine okay. imagine instead of uh, like a bologna sandwich instead of bread, it's okay. nori wrap, and then cool. and bologna is the spam, and then whatever cheese you're thinking of, it's sushi rice. So. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm in on that one too. Yeah, it's yeah. very. It's we've had such good feedback from it at the stadium that our hand has been forced in a good way, and we are thinking about bringing it on in the rush. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. You get to be creative in, in yeah. other ways too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, what else do you have there? I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean oh, to no, I'm saying it's uh, also caused a little bit of negative feedback because people from the stadium are coming in and saying, "Oh yeah, I want some musubi." Oh, we only have that at the stadium, mm-hmm. and then they're a little upset Oops. that they oh. yeah. visited us and didn't get it. So, oh no! So yeah. you have to tell everyone to let them know that you can only get that there, right? right. Only at the right. trap, right. Currently, for now. But Current. what else do you offer there besides that that is on your regular menu? Mm-hmm. So we do. Um, we have some sushi bowls. Four of our counter creations we have brought over to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Try to cross utilize as much product as possible, um, and then we also have a build your own there. Um, so it is a little bit um, more condensed as far as the amount of offerings are concerned, but um, to offer a build-your-own bowl inside of a baseball stadium mm-hmm. is something that we don't think, as of right now, anyone else is doing across the country, um, or spam for that matter, but we don't think <laughs> anyone's doing build-your-own bowls across the country, so it's a really cool um, way to eat eat yeah, food, and, and we've totally. had so many people come up. At first, a lot of people were apprehensive. They were like, people come up, the first question is like, is your fish fresh? And it's oh, like, geez. no, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's not fresh. Of course it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we tell people, it's, it's actually a great way. It's a great, um, 
great way to a great icebreaker to tell them about our restaurant how it's only a few blocks away we treat the restaurant as a commissary we bring food over to every single Mm -hmm. game so it's as fresh as it can possibly get same same freshness you would receive inside of our central lab location and where can people find you in the truck first base food hall we're literally on the hot corner of the first base food hall. Awesome. Nice. Very good. That's a great place to be. Yeah. No, it is. And uh, that's one thing that the Rays have done great is bring in local restaurant partners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people first think you're just stadium food and then you tell them, no, we're a, we're actually a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Works out great. That's great. So Eric and Tanner, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much. And everybody go see uh, Pacific Counter on the 600 block of Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and at the Tropicana for the Rays games. Excellent. Thank you for having us. Thank and you your, guys. your website is? Uh, PacificCounter.com. You can order online, order delivery from Bite Squad, uh, whatever you want yeah. to do on there. Thank it's, God that Instagram. wasn't taken in Korea. And you never yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today, our musical guests are Ashley Smith and Nick Ewing from Ashley Smith and the Random Occurrence. From Ashley herself, some have said this music is a bit bluesy pop folk. Others have opined it as old soul with an indie feel. To all of the above, I say yes. This music is a bit of everything I love from jazz to blues, funk to folk. This music is me. We will unveil the new single that is not even out yet, titled Three Goodbyes, after Ashley and Nick answer the Fast Five foodies questions and then some. Welcome to the show, Nick and Ashley. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. You ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? Yes, we are. All right. (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) I know. You you got us in the nick of time. Yeah, I know. I can smell your your foods in the place as Mm. well. All right. So I'm going to start with Ashley and then Nick, you you answer after that. Sounds lovely. What's your favorite food? Ooh, um, I love Mexican food. I really love like tacos, like authentic, really good tacos. Nice. I like you better now. Mm. (laughs) I mean, that's just off the top of my head. If we started going down the rabbit hole... I might change it because I love... It, if you had the chance, could you eat Mexican food like every day for four or five days straight? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're on the same team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't do that? I, yeah. <laughs> you, he would. I can. I can't. Oh. Nick? She stole my tacos thing, but I would probably say <laughs> I could eat I could eat like a French baguette and cheese yes. and charcuterie every day for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. No oh, questions that's, asked. That's, we that's just okay. got back from Paris. I don't oh, want to talk to you right now. I'm quite jealous. <laughs> All right, Ashley, uh, what's your least favorite food? Um, you know, one thing I just have not been able to get behind, and I'm really sad about it because I want to love it, um, olives. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know, it's sad. The brine? You know, it's just, I I really don't know. It's just, I love salty things. I love pickled okra and pickled Mm -hmm. things. Um, And I've had, I mean, I've tried them in Greece. I've tried them in Rome. I've tried them all over. And I did like, I'll say, 
uh, I liked Greek olives better than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but from Greece, I don't like Greek olives here. Right. But they're still just not my favorite. Right. When you were like, I tried them in Greece. I tried them in Rome. I thought you were going to go into like a green eggs and ham thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like green olives. I would not like them with a mouse. I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. No. <laughs> um, Nick? That's so hard. I didn't get this big by not liking food. Um, <laughs> I eat just about anything. I think if I had to not eat something, if something I really don't care for, oh, man. I don't. I don't think I have an answer to that. I yeah. would eat just about anything. I, I don't I, think I, I have. was really curious as to what you. I don't, don't like. have one. I think. How about me, liver? I, I actually really enjoy liver. Which liver sounds really like, yeah. Fried. We what had are, we had some guests on the show that ate termites. I've had termites. I've had termites too. <laughs> no way. Yes, in Belize, I ate a termite right of it at a rotten tree. tree. Yeah, on, on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Okay. I've I ate a fly it. once by accident, riding my bike with my mouth open. <laughs> oh, I've had I've eaten many of them by accident. Yeah. I've had grasshoppers. I've had. This sounds really crazy. One of my favorite things to make at home is actually like lamb kidneys and mushrooms and garlic over like linguine, like almost wow. like a ragu. Whoa. Um, I know it sounds really really gnarly to oh. most folks. Sounds awful. Um, I love food. I don't know. I don't. I, that he was the, an that's adventurous the eater. You might have met your match, honey. Yeah, I think I did. We're gonna have to come up with a St. Pete Foodies Award and give it to you. <laughs> He deserves it. I'm telling you. Not only is he like a huge, he was super excited that this was the podcast, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, cool. Um, but he is an amazing chef. Like, I'm not a chef. I just I, well, I like to eat. <laughs> no, I mean, he's legit. Like mm-hmm. he can make, he puts flavors together that you would never imagine. Do you right? remember those octopus tacos we did at practice? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> we had a good time. Now those are two of my favorite things. Yeah. Octopus, octopus and tacos. Wow. I would probably I say octopus. if I could going back to it, I would say octopus is probably one of my favorite things. Mm. Char grilled mm. olive oil, lemon. Nice. A little bit of hot, okay. crusty bread. I am just as impressed as I was. We had one other uh, artist interview, uh, Jordan Esker, and no, hundred yes. oh, percent. Yeah. Yeah, I love Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, oh yeah, I'm reading the book Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I'm like, no way. Yeah. That's a hell of a show on Netflix. It's a as well. great. Yeah, we watched the, show, the whole show, and then I bought him the book for Valentine's Day, along Aww. with some really good soy sauce. Because you know mm. she talks about the soy sauce, and I got some really authentic soy sauce for him. So. I'm not even mm. familiar with this. It's such a good show. It's Highly a great show. Really, and a great book. It started as a book. So cool. I have to check it out. Heat. All right. Okay. Number three. I know that you're from the other side of the bridge, mm-hmm. but do you have a favorite restaurant in St. Pete? <laughs> oh boy, uh, man! Coming back to one of just my my favorite places that I love to frequent is just Anada. Mm. Like we just love the charcuterie and like the wine, and you know. So that's that's probably one of my main go tos in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Sundays, yeah. You know about Sundays? Oh yes, we do. Good uh, answer. We love Anada. <laughs> yeah, we love a chef there is fantastic. Yeah. The staff's great. So. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear the words "half off bottles," I just yeah, oh, exactly. Stimulated inside. No questions asked. For sure. Man, I would say my favorite restaurant uh, was actually I went to for my 25th birthday. I went to Il Ritorno, uh-huh. and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Il Ritorno. So, Il Ritorno. Mm-hmm. Sorry, chef. Apologize. Um, I think <laughs> I had one of my. Fa- I think I had one of my favorite meals of my life there. I go in bites, like my favorite bites. Like, what was your favorite bite at a restaurant? I don't want to know what your favorite meal was. I want to know what your favorite bite was. Mm. Um, cool. Do you remember what your favorite bite at Il Ritorno? My favorite was? bite was a. Um, Crispy French baguette slice covered with um, bone marrow, and they mm. also had a really, really yummy smoked oyster dish. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I had that with a martini and a bottle of um, Mendoza, I think, or Tempranillo. I can't remember. Awesome. It was excellent. Guess mm. what? My favorite restaurant in St. Pete. If it's El Returno. It is. Oh, goodness. Oh, nice. 
We have well, Chef David's on our podcast next week. Is so. he really? Yes. Oh Very God, give cool. Give him a hug for me. He deserves it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he'll actually be airing in two weeks. Yes, yeah. he'll be airing in two That's weeks. That's fantastic. Very cool. um, salt or pepper? Pepper. Mm-hmm. Salt. Excellent. Ashley um, and I are going to hang out. And yeah. yeah, I know. And I'm going to hang out at Ortona. Icelandic rock salt, for sure. <laughs> Volcanic salt. You know oh, I, mean? I just yeah. don't like Better. too much salt. I think everything's over. Uh, so many things are oversalted, in my opinion. You need to watch salt, fat, acid, heat. Yeah. It's a finishing salt. How <laughs> about the finishing salt? That's all that matters. Well, it's also about what, how you cook it and what mm-hmm. you cook it. And you've already answered this question, but, well, at least for Nick. Can you cook it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ashley's oh, yeah. really, 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 really I love really, to cook. Really what, what's your favorite thing to cook? Well, tonight um, I'm making uh, salmon with uh, rosemary, lemon, garlic, um, grilled, and Brussels sprouts with uh, mushrooms, onions, and bacon. Nice. Yeah. We're coming over for dinner. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And what is your favorite thing to cook then, Nick? My favorite thing to cook? It's way fancier than me. Just oh, prepare. Oh, man. That's such a hard question. I think that really depends on what's open, like what bottle of wine is open at the time. Oh. I think it really depends. I like to combine different flavors. So, oh man, um, I like to cook food. I really don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I like fine. To, probably tacos. Ta- I think tacos is the simplest, <laughs> and it's but what so about simple. like the oxtail thing? Oh, oxtail! I like oxtail. Yeah. Oxtail is my favorite thing to make. I do a um, I do a seared oxtail in like a white wine tomato sauce with mm. uh, like a sofrito over either polenta or like a cavatelli. It's one of my favorite dishes nice. to make. You guys might be the most foodiest <laughs> musicians we've yeah. interviewed. But, but Jordan Esker's right there with yeah. you too. Yeah. 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 We should talk about what David eats five times a week. <laughs> Please, let's don't. Oh my goodness. I don't want to turn everybody listening. Oh, this is, this is your son? No. no. Oh. <laughs> That's our bass player. Bass player. Our bass player. <laughs> Oh, he's he's not a foodie. At like all. he doesn't get like us. There was one point where we were all in Rome, and a girlfriend of mine does a food and wine tour, and it was like eighty bucks, all you can eat and for drink hours, for like five hours, hours in like the top notch places. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe, but because he he's he likes um, just really basic meat and potatoes, kind of you know like. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when he did? I want to tell him the tapenade. So oh my goodness! He didn't know. He never heard of olive tamponade before. I made a vegan lasagna. He was like, "What?" And he's like, "How'd you make it, Nikki?" And I said, "Well, I just did this, that, and the other." He's like, "I what? What's tampanade?" He didn't know what olive tamponade <laughs> oh was. Gosh. And to, to his, oh god. Well, I mean, I don't like olives, so I'm. I get it, but I at least I didn't know, know how to pronounce it, yeah. it, but right, I know. Right. Right. I know what it is. So anybody listening that doesn't know what the, or didn't know what that was, uh, write in and let us know. <laughs> And let us know what other questions you might have about normal basic food. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's his name again? David. David. David, if you're listening, David, we, we still love you anyway. We do. Love, we love David very, very much. I've never seen a guy clean out a buffet in my whole life. Oh. He is in the best shape I've ever seen. Yes, he but is man, ripped. He, he is ripped. food like there's nothing. Okay, we don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're out. So jealous. Yeah. Okay. That's all our questions. Huh? That's all the fast five okay. food questions. Right. You're on so now. You guys... I really liked that. That was the, that was the best <laughs> was questions I've ever been asked. Yeah, I, was I like, wish the oh. first date was like that. What are your huh. five? Here's your five questions here. Yeah, yeah. you're right. literally, he's in a dream right now. He's so happy. You did a great job with that. <laughs> yes. So you are in studio or you're about to finish up in studio with we, some new we music? We are in the studio just starting off, really. Um, we finished our first song and now we're working on our second Um 
with Alan Sams, who is uh, just incredible musician and producer in the area in Tampa, nice. over the bridge. <laughs> where, where are you recording at? Uh, at? Actually, at his studio. His okay. home studio. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so the song that we have is coming out uh, shortly, like in two or three weeks, maybe, as a single. I would think, well, yeah. by the end of either by the end of next of this month or beginning of next. It's mm-hmm. titled Three Goodbyes," yes. and what we're going to hear right now might not be the final mix you advised. Exactly. Yeah, it, it hasn't been mastered, but we wanted to give everybody a little taste, taste if I yeah. may. Yeah. So it's a little sample, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it might be different than uh, when it comes out, the official version might be a little different, so it's kind of cool. We have like an exclusive special version just yes. for the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. And what is the song about? Oof. This song Three is... Three goodbyes to a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Every time yeah. I say goodbye to a restaurant. Yeah. I think it's different for every person. I think each person who contributed to this song has a different reason as to what it means for them specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has a goodbye that they go through um, Mm -hmm. for anybody. Um, It could be a family member that you're having struggles with. It could be a lover. It could be a time in your life. I think that the three goodbyes, if anyone's ever been in a breakup, which I'm pretty sure everyone at this table has been, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always hard to say goodbye. And sometimes it takes three goodbyes to say that, or if it's say, for it to feel like it's it's real, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. time. And I think everyone in the band has experienced that firsthand, but whether it be a relationship or a friendship or a Mm -hmm. a family member, I think that's kind of what really encompasses that song for the Mm -hmm. most part is the concept of how hard it is to say goodbye and sometimes how easy it is to say goodbye. Right. Um, So it was a collaborative effort then. Well, John Solaire wrote it mm-hmm. lyrically. Okay. Our guitarist. Okay. Which, before we even came, we even came into the picture. Oh. Um, before we even came, became a band. So Dave and John, um, they were in a band previously. They've been in bands since they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. They're best friends. And um, Nick and I came into the picture way later, and we had already started writing songs collectively as a band. And then John brought this to the table he was just like playing it and he's like yeah we don't have to you know we'll just throw it away i remember and we oh i remember (laughs) it very well and i was like this is the song Mm -hmm. like this but we never he always sang it and he wanted me he's like do what you want with it you sing it we could change it whatever um and i told him i was like no john you're singing this song uh we're singing this song together Mm -hmm. you know because it's you and when you watch him, um, we have a couple videos of us playing it live. Mm-hmm. When you watch him perform this song, you feel it. Well, did he tell you when he wrote it what he was thinking about? Yeah, he did. He uh, it was about a specific break breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, but moreover, it wasn't so much about saying three goodbyes to the person that he loved. It was more about saying goodbye to who he was when he was with that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and coming to grips with that. Wow, you're going to make me cry right now and I haven't even heard the song yet. We did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, uh, we did, I, I teared up at practice and that's not an, an uncommon occurrence. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Nick the Crier. Uh, usually. Um, it's, it's something special. It's hard to imagine that that was kind of what we, it has passion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As Johnny likes to say, la passion. Mm-hmm. And he loves that. It's just, it's such a riveting song that I never thought I'd have the opportunity to play on something that emotional. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. And is there any uh, backstory to the name of the band, Ashley Smith and the Random Occurrence? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's always a story. Uh, well, the Random Occurrence is truly like, it, in the beginning, it just kind of, we didn't know what it was going to be. We didn't know what we, if we, you know, 
when you start with a band, you it's almost like starting in a relationship where like, oh, what are we? Mm-hmm. Are we a band? Like, mm-hmm. And we had mm-hmm. other people kind of coming in and going out. And it was like, you know, it was kind of a random occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, yeah, that's kind of. A lot of it was actually kind of derived. And I think John and Dave are going to love this from a uh, are cult, you going there? A cult classic. Uh, they they kind of stole it from uh, the Lady Man, the Lady uh, or the old awesome. SNL sketch, yeah. Yeah. sketch. And they absolutely that's it, the references from that movie alone. I think fill forty five percent of our practices. Yeah. The random occurrence. Yeah, it's going to be a random occurrence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Uh, welcome to the Lady Man. The love line with all the right responses to your romantic queries. I'm Leon Phelps, and uh, how y'all doing tonight? I'm ready for the show. I got through my uh, Cavatier cognac and uh, my scented candles. Leon Phelps. Leon Phelps is... is... We'll get there eventually. Oh, God. Bobby's going to kill me, too. He's going to be so mad. (laughs) We could Google it. We should. I can't remember, but <laughs> it's just funny. It's just the random occurrence. It feels good. It's uh, easy to play off the tongue when we have uh, fine. We don't need existing know. shows or what we're talking about. Just mm-hmm. going to be a random occurrence. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and we actually had, remember we had Nino at the party, and it was, we uh, We have a very close friend of mine that does Latin percussion. Oh, and he has a amazing. whole group called the Latin Jazz Knights, and mm-hmm. they are truly, quintessentially, just absolute beautiful Latin music at its core. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they joined us for a set at a mm-hmm. party that we threw and it was something that magical I, it was a random occurrence, random occurrence. It it truly and it that's the best way to describe it too. yeah cool and, uh ashley do you have some dates coming up yes we certainly do um our next date is going to be the 23rd um we are associated with um, a really cool nonprofit called instruments for life and um actually john and david founded um this this organization and it helps to um all the underprivileged kids in the area we do free music lessons and provide free instruments um for them so we quite a few times we've done like these benefits Mm -hmm. and we'll host them and um we'll play you know we're going to be playing two hours but it's a four-hour event total and that's going to be um at world of beer Mm -hmm. um west chase and west chase which Mm -hmm. i've i've never played there before i've been there like once i haven't been there is that the one on dale mabry that's the one on line ball Ball. Mm -hmm. west chase yep and then we have saturday may 25th coming up we are really 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 thankful to be alongside a phenomenal lineup uh for srq's margarita festival which is going to be at the van weasel performing arts hall um i believe on the outside i do not think it's going to be inside and we are kind of we giggled a whole lot when we got invited to this because we love really love tequila, tequila. And that's not a joke. We will, <laughs> nice. We're either shooting tequila, bourbon, or red mm. wine. And I think that's about yeah. it. There's no nice. other alcohol that's at practice. So we've got Have Gun Will Travel that we're opening up for with Comeback Alice, Honey What, and uh, Siobhan. And it's just going to be a really, really, really great show. We're oh, really looking forward to it. Where is this? This is uh, down in Sarasota. Sarasota. Um, mm-hmm. in Margarita Festival, May nice. 25th. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, we had uh, D- Danielle Moore on. She's oh, yeah. a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. She is. She's a lot of fun. And so that's the dates. We have uh, Three Goodbyes coming up as the single. And you guys are found on Facebook. And it's, Instagram. It, mm-hmm. And Instagram. The uh, Facebook URL is a little bit long, but that's okay because we're going to link it up on our notes on the website on stpetersburgfruities.com. Awesome. The link will be there. And also it comes right up if you go- just Google uh, Ashley Smith and the Random Occurrence. It comes right up. Perfect. Thank you. And, thank you. Uh, 
Nick and Ashley, thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Oh, this so has been much. wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are lovely. And here we are with the three goodbyes. is Danielle Moore, and you're listening to the St. Pete Foodies Podcast. Comments from last week's show with uh, Jason Gordon from the Brass Bowl. Uh, Emily Conklin says, I love the Brass Bowl. So do we. And Lupina Flores says, my white boy. Patty Falgout says, Jason, I just listened to this podcast during my lunch, and I just can't tell you how impressed I am with your interview skills and your passion for what you love. I am just so proud of you. Follow your dreams. I love you. We love Jason too. What about my interviewing skills? Ashley Simmons says, uh, actually, she put a bunch of hearts, and that's his girlfriend, by the way. Rebecca Thout said, way to go, Jason. In uh, other happenings recently, uh, Lori and I were on Ronnie and T. Crass's third prize podcast, and that was at uh, iHeartMedia, and we plugged a lot of St. Pete restaurants. So check that out. Just Google. Uh, third prize podcast, St. Pete Foodies, and you'll find it. Recent new items on the website on stpetersburgfoodies.com include uh, winners of last month's cartoon caption contest, and the new contest is up. So every month we have a funny foodies cartoon where you can submit a caption and you can possibly win a $75, $50, or $25 gift card from Hunger Thirst. That would be used at the Avenue no Vacancy, and Park and Rec. Also, we have Booyah Ramen came out with a whole new cocktail menu. They changed everything except they left two former drinks on there. They're not former, they're still on there because they were just super popular. And I drank a bunch of them and got nice and lit up and wrote about every one of them. And next week on the podcast, we have Tom Woodard from Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwich Cheeria. You can email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you want to listen to us on the go, we are on all of the podcast apps out there, most notably Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM. You can also listen to us on your voice-activated home assistant. Uh, If you have one of those, the most popular ones that I know of are Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. We are on all of them. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks to our guests, Tanner and Eric. And thanks to our sponsors. Booyah Ramen. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar. Their sister restaurant, Altomari Fish Bar. And Engine Number 9, where you can can get get some some of the the best best burgers burgers in in St. Pete. Pete. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating. And also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. (laughs) 